We appreciate everyone that's listening to the podcast, writing reviews, and sending out the link to other people to listen. Also, we have now have on our anchor.fm slash blog access 101 uh, support where you can send monthly payments of either a dollar, uh, five dollars, and or nine dollars. Uh, no amount is too little. We appreciate uh, what we can get that will help us be able to get big name athletes to uh, interview on a podcast and buy other uh, supplies you might need for a podcast in the later future. Thank you. Welcome back to Blog Access 101. I'm your host, Young Abachi. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify by searching Blog Access 101. And if you're on Twitter and Instagram, don't forget to just, uh, follow Blog Access 101. I'm here today with a special guest, Paige. How you doing, Paige? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. <laughs> no problem. Um, <laughs> first, we just start off with a, basically tell the people a brief introduction of yourself, um, who you are, what sports you participated in, and what you're currently doing now. Okay, so my name is Paige. I am a former student athlete of the University of Houston. I was a track and field athlete during that time from 2014 and 2018. And now currently I actually do some sports broadcasting stuff and I am a food blogger, sports analyst. um, And I just kind of do it all right now. Just really trying to find my footing and what really sticks and lands. For sure, for sure. All right. Um, who, so basically, to start off with, who introduced you into running track and field and how old were you? So to backtrack, my first sport was actually soccer. I played soccer for 12 years. And every time we had soccer practice, track practice was going around the field. I'm like, man, I'm fast enough. Like, I really wanted to just get my hands into that industry and to that sport and my parents were just like, I mean, if you want to make the transition, you definitely can. It's still, you're still active. So I will say about junior high is when I really picked up track at Barnett Junior High. And from there, the rest was history. It just was easy almost for me. And just being a part of just a competitive program that had a history of track and building athletes. I was just really excited to be a part and to be a leader on that team. And we actually won a lot of different championships and experienced a lot. So I would say it really started around junior high and just really being in soccer introduced me to track. Okay, okay. Would you like a 100 to 200 meter runner? Yeah, so I did. I mean, you do everything in high school. It seemed like (laughs) (laughs) you did. I did the short sprints, relays, um, long and triple jump, but the jumps were really my specialty. And just because I was fast, it was just like, oh, you're good on the relay. So I actually did first leg for the four by one that actually went on to state as well. So Okay. So they did with the subtle flex. I know, I, you know, I just <laughs> kind of put that out there. You know, it that never go away when you athlete. That just never goes away. <laughs> definitely. Uh describe your, your traditional day when you were a collegiate athlete at uh University of Houston. Yeah, so a lot of early mornings. Um probably was up at 5 a.m. to go to weights um, and not just regular weights, very strenuous, getting yelled at, um, weights probably on an empty stomach on top of that. Um, And then after weights, I would grab something to eat, maybe catch a little cat nap in the locker room or in between go to treatment. I always, for some reason, got stuck in the 8 a.m. class. And I... (laughs) I was not a fan of that at all. I try to get my seat in the back of the class. 
Um, but my teachers are not playing that. So I definitely have to get to the front. Um, so I would go to class around like 830. I'll probably have two classes back after back across campus. So got to do more leg work after um, weights. And then um, after those two classes, it will probably be around 11 time to go to um, lunch and see my advisor just to check in for the day. Like, hey, I'm here. This is how my day been going. Just kind of debrief um, in our advisor's office. Right. And then from there, just start getting ready for practice. If I need to go get in the hot tub just to relax my mind and get my muscles warmed up, I'll go do that. And then just really go out and head to the turf and really get ready for practice. After practice, it was like, okay, either you're going to go to the event on campus or you're going to go home. <laughs> so it was a lot of back and forth for me, especially in my younger days, just trying to still have that campus life um, on a day-to-day basis. But then understanding that I'm tired I need to go to study hall after practice and I need to go take a shower I need what am I going to eat for dinner uh, those are a lot of things that happen for my day-to-day um, for me and then it just seemed like it was just a cycle just repeating wake up go to weights go to class eat go to practice go to study hall get treatment don't be hurt if you hurt oh it's it's a whole another schedule involved with that but I mean, you, you're pretty much on campus from five to maybe seven. Jeez. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like a never ending schedule. And it's like, you go home, it's like really don't make no park and you just got to jump right back, head back to campus. So. Right. Yeah. I, I literally had like clothes in my locker just in case, like I wanted to take a shower in, in the locker room and just go do what I had to do to just make sure I'm not losing that time in between yeah, it, it was hard. It definitely was hard. But I mean, we come accustomed to it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I always feel like athletes is like much more have better time management than like the everyday person that never plays sports or anything. Cause mm-hmm. they get time and they don't really know what to do. They're like, yeah, I got so much time. And then like when the athlete is like, you never really have much time. And then once you finish, it's like, damn, this is a lot of time you're not used to and you got to adjust. Mm hmm. Oh, uh, you can still hear me because I, I just saw I said it. Can oh, I yeah, it is. there you go, right there. You're back. Okay. <laughs> um, So describe your transition from uh, running track at, in college to, I guess, the work world now. Mm-hmm. So for me, compared to my teammates, I think I I may have had an easier transition. Um, Going into running track, I knew that it was not something that I wanted to pursue professionally. So... I've already started to do the little things in between to prepare me for my life after sports. Mm -hmm. Um, Right after I graduated, I actually started an internship right away um, with the Harris County Appraisal District, where I just kind of was just learning different tasks that the different departments did. And then right after that, I was actually offered a full-time job and I've been there ever since. So it's, it's been an easy transition, but also just, I think one of the difficult things that I've even today still face is making friends in this context. Cause that's a different transition of I'm around these people all day. So I'm forced to hang around with y'all. Not even saying like, I didn't enjoy that, but cause some of these, some of my teammates are actually my friends to this day, but that's been one of the transitions is learning how to connect with people outside of sports and um like you said the time management thing 
applying the skills that I really learned in sports to work. Like you have to be on work, you have to be on top because right. you will be punished. You may not be doing bear crawls, but you will be punished right. for being late. And so, you know, like just, just learning like the law of the land, like I, I feel as if when we were in athletics, we were in a whole different world and just seeing all of this opportunity and things that we could have been doing. And now I'm like, dang, I wish I would have started this when I was maybe a sophomore in college or a junior in college. And now I'm just more so looking for, okay, how can I take what I've already learned and trained on for four years and apply this in a different world? So my transition, I think it hasn't been as difficult, but I think the biggest thing for me is just trying to connect the dots. Yeah, I know like a lot of athletes, you know, they just, you know, try to that social identity after sports, trying to redefine like who they are and stuff like that. Like, I know once I was after high school and I all these injuries, I was in college and was like, man, I don't know what to do with all this free time. So I had to get like, mm. re, like readjust and learn how to, you know, obviously do some other things, take up that time that I used to never have. So, um, yeah, that free time, I, I had to, that was that alone, the free time, I was like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah, it's like it's, it's like when you got all that time, like, damn, I'm supposed to be doing something, but you're really not <laughs> having to do nothing. And it's like, oh, okay. But right. um, what are some things, well, you you kind of touched on it, but what are some things you recommend to current uh, collegiate athletes that's about to transition into the work field and graduate? I will say, honestly, what your advisors are probably telling you, take that serious. Because I feel like some of the things that today that I'm realizing my advisors have said or my coaches have said or leadership has said to us, where we're just kind of like, yeah, that won't be me or I won't have to deal with that until years later. No, it comes fast. Yeah. So really take what they're saying serious and really just try to connect with as many people as you can while you're in that college setting. Because I've learned that a lot of people love to help college students. Even when I, because I even went on to do grad school at the University of Florida. And I just learned, like, even reaching out to people, when they hear that you're a college student, they are so willing to just, oh, here, hey, let me connect you with this person. Let me connect you with this person. Like, they, their hands are wide open. So as a student, you have an advantage. So use that to your advantage. I, that, I can't describe that enough. And now with NIL, oh, yeah. oh I can just imagine what, what you can do with just connecting with individuals that you even just meet at a coffee shop. Like it is your brand will always follow you and really take that consideration. Even when you're out in public or you're posting on social media, that is still a part of you and your brand. And that will always follow you. People, sometimes social media is your first impression to somebody else. So really just taking that into consideration too, that will be my biggest advice, especially in the landscape of where sports is going for the collegiate athletes is just take that stuff serious because it can it can hurt you as much as it can help you yeah because these jobs definitely find like find your social media like i've had applied a position with seattle and it was like yeah your, your profile was clean i'm like how the hell did you even find it like <laughs> yeah, what are you even on here for now i gotta put all my stuff on private because you're on why are you on here yeah and i was like it was weird <laughs> my job was private. i was like yeah how did y'all Obviously, when you team like that, they can find you no matter how they how they want to do it. They just gotta they'll look when they, if they want to find something, they'll get it. Um, that's true. That's always key with keeping the page clean. Then obviously, like 
internships and then like network or even with your, your teammates because they might uh get connected with somebody or just know somebody else that um can help you in the long run. Um but what are some things that you miss as a collegiate athlete? I will say that I miss the travel, um the week after week traveling and not having to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love to travel, but I, I would love to see if somebody else could pay for that. And um, just having those experiences with your teammates. I mean, a lot of those memories will be embarked in my brain forever. And just the connections that you, the people that you meet, like even international traveling. I think that's one of my biggest things that I do miss about um, track. And then just the competitiveness of the meets, just being there and you never know who's going to be there. I mean, I saw some of my old high school teammates at meets in California. I'm like, what, what are you, what are you doing? I didn't even know you was like doing this. So it just having that connection. Um, I think when you're an athlete, it's just, you understand another athlete and you understand each other. So just being in that environment on a consistent basis, it definitely was rewarding just for your your personal being and everybody's on the same page, you know? And I think that's one thing that I miss a lot is just having that community of people who really truly understand where you're coming from and your perspective. And now like just being in the real world and interacting with other people, it's just like, wow, like you think I'm joking. Like we really did have to wake up at 5 a.m. Like this is not, I'm not exaggerating. Like I really was at school for 12 hours plus like, and I really had to do this. I don't even remember sometimes like how much sleep was I getting? I don't know if I was getting eight hours of sleep. I really don't know. You know, like, and people think that you're exaggerating. I'm like, no, like this was actually my real life. Like, I'm not even joking. I know I could tell a story and be dramatic, but I'm actually being for real. <laughs> so just that community, I would say. Yeah, because like a lot of these like everyday students, they think an athletes got it easy. And I'm like, no, nah. like you got to get up early, work out, then you got to do weights, then you go to class, then uh, afternoon workouts. Well, I mean, obviously, I don't got to worry about film, but like other sports, you got to worry about film, and then you might be able to eat, and then like you almost at the end of the day, and you got to do it again, like another seven, eight, six, seven, eight hours. So, yeah, it's still not easy, but when you yeah. Actually I'd be laughing. People like think it's like easy that they never play. I'm just like, only you need a champ. <laughs> only uh, <laughs> what coach or person was like most influential in your success as an athlete? Hmm. I will say one of the most influential coaches that I've had was my coach from high school. Her name was Coach Grooms. And me and her used to butt heads a lot. It was just because I wasn't really trying to be coachable in that moment and really just being immature and thinking I know everything. And she made me read a book. It was, um, Ooh, who, what was the book? It was, it was a certain book that I had to read and I will never forget it because she, I didn't read it at first. I was like, yeah, I'll read it. Whatever. I didn't read it at first. She took me out of a meet because I did not read the book. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm serious. Like, you're serious about this. And it, actually, it was, um, oh, dang, it was just on my head. But anyway, it was it was a great book. Like, the book was a very, it was about just being disciplined and being coachable and understanding how that can help you in the long run and 
how people try to correct you in the now, but it's more so for the later. And I didn't really understand it at that time until I went back and read it when I was a little bit older. And I was like, dang, she was trying to communicate to me in a different way and trying to teach me in a different way. And I didn't grasp it fully, but I was able to still appreciate her coaching. And it really changed my perspective to be more coachable when I approach my college coaches and just being in settings where I'm more listening and not being responsive, just really understanding and comprehending what people are saying to me versus trying to react to what they're saying. So I think that was, that was very pivotal, even in my personal life too, just to have that, that factor. And I would never forget coach grooms. And I still go back when I go back home, I'll stop out of high school just to check on her. Cause she's still actually there at Arlington Bowie high school. And mm-hmm. just, just to see how she doing. And just, I always tell her, thank you. Like, just thank you. Cause you didn't have, she didn't have to do that. She could have just let me fall through the cracks and just let me be just anybody else. But instead she was trying to instill me with the resources and the skills that you really needed to just be a better person in general. Yeah. Cause the coaches as the mentors is like the gyms. A lot of these coaches be trying to coach to get points and win championships, but the coaches are still like wanting to be there for the student outside of it of the sport, like a classroom or just life in general. Uh, those are the coaches, that's the true gems. Um, mm. Really make like sports worth it. Um, but let the people know where they could follow you at on social media and then anything else you wanted to add. So yes, you can follow me on page says too. I also have um, a sports podcast called The Front Pages. You could definitely check that out if you got any time. Um, it's available on any platforms. And yeah, I'm I'm on social media. I love social media. That's my bread and butter. And yeah, that's that's all I got. I well, appreciate you coming on today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's dope what you're doing. I really enjoy watching your, your takes. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm.